The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. We are on a wild ride today on the masculine <laughs> journey. This <laughs> wild ride from habitual sin. We've <laughs> we've been riding on a habitual sin for about four weeks. And so we've got in the studio with us today a bunch of habitual sinners. <laughs> Amen. And of course, one That's habitual sinner. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready to get up and walk out on them. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but as we as we really have been, you know, talking about grace and habitual sin, and we started to use a clip last week from the movie The Patriot because it went really good with the Fourth of July and. And Andy had this, you know, this whole sense of it. And we're going to get to that clip in a minute. But, of course, we've got one from Wild Hogs first. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, this is uh, kind of laugh before we, we cry. Yeah, absolutely. You can't start the show off without a laugh. So uh, There you go. Uh, and, and these guys talk about habitual sinners. That not the kind of habitual sin mm-hmm. that David was in or whatever, but they were in the habitual mm-hmm. sin of being checked out like so many guys. And... You know, trying to find life and, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. Well, they find themselves there, don't they, Andy? Yeah, they do. They uh, walk into a bar. They're all posing. They're uh, coming from that midlife crisis. And they're just looking for some adventure out on the road and end up in a a place they probably shouldn't have been with some uh, other bikers. And uh, there's just, uh, you get to see a a little bit of, they have an opportunity to decide whether they're going to fight or not. Yeah, to add a little more, because... Being from out west, there are some biker clubs out there that are not anything like you find in the east. And and if you were to walk into one of those places, you know, it would go down just mm-hmm. about like this. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you guys around here before. What's your... Uh... Hey, hey, hey. Wild hogs. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of your little gang? It's not a gang. We're just friends riding from Cincinnati to the coast. Hey, man. <laughs> we in your seats? No. No, because we... No, 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 no. We roll out. No, 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 no. No, I insist. Sit. Sit? Sit, I insist. I think I'm going to join you fellas. Actually, we have a... Yeah, let's join them. Make ourselves some nice new little friends. Nice patch. You get your grandmother to needlepoint that for you? Well, what's going on with you there, Cochise? What's your story? What is that supposed to be? Is he blind? It was when he walked in here. Hey, I'm talking to you! You hear me? He can hear fine. Look, we're, we don't want any trouble. <laughs> I do. Actually, <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to the most. That's what you're looking forward to. So, Sam... You know, the, the the heart of tonight's topic is kind of, you know, taking that time to engage the enemy. And these guys, they end up engaging, but mm-hmm. at this point in time, the timing went right, was 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the key thing is knowing when to battle, right? Because, you know, for men, there's some men that it's always time to fight. You know, I know that guy. I've actually kind of been that guy at one point in my life. And then there's a time there's that, you know, it's never time to fight, you know, and I've actually unfortunately been that guy in my life at times, and neither one of those are correct. Yeah, they went from a standpoint of not getting into much. Now they're in a little over their heads, but... We're going we're gonna to go quickly to another clip where somebody's clearly not over his head at all, and, and it really kind of sets up the whole topic, doesn't it, Andy? Why don't you take us there? It does. Um, this came from, and there was a little bit of a uh, different spin. that I, It was on um, the um, you know habitual sin topic, and I had kind of correlated it to uh, Independence Day and the freedom that we get there, both from a spiritual standpoint and what the... Uh, colonists were looking for for freedom, and then you had the loyalists who were kind of hung up in the security of uh, Britain and whether you really wanted to be free or not. And that really gets to where we are as um, just where we are as Christians. At times, we want, don't want to give up those those comforts, those habitual sins, because they're comforting to us, and we don't necessarily realize it. But with that being said, that's really not what we're talking about. But that was kind of my link, uh, how I kind of linked in, but. Um, the particular topic that you know we're on of shall we engage is in this Patriot clip, um, Mel Gibson um, in the movie. He's he's really challenged by uh, I think it's Tavington of the Brits, and you know you can tell that they're um, really re- ready to go at it. Tavington is really um, insulting and trying to draw um, uh, Mel Gibson's character into the fight. And even while this is going on, prisoners are being released and people are being set free, but the enemy was still trying to engage and try to draw um, Mel Gibson's character into the fight before it was really time. Release the prisoners! Prisoner exchange. He has 18 of our officers. Who is he? I recognize him. He's the commander of the militia. Your ghost. See that sword, Colonel? He rode in under a white flag for a formal parley. This is madness. If you harm him, you condemn our officers. General, with respect, sir, he's killed as many officers in the last two months. He has shown no aggression here, hence he cannot be touched. Is it not? You! Well, you're the ghost, are you? I remember you and that farm, that stupid little boy. Did he die? Hmm? You know, it's an ugly business doing one's duty. But just occasionally. It's a real pleasure. Before this war's over, I'm going to kill you. Why wait? Soon. You know, Sam, as I as I listened to that, I was thinking about something that you had mentioned before the show, that there was this 
confrontation between Satan and Christ out in the desert. Absolutely. It's a similar situation where there was a lot of stuff at Jesus's disposal at that point in time. Um, yeah, absolutely, Robbie. The, you know, the thing that, you know, as he's being tempted, you know, in the desert, you know, Christ could have done some of the stuff that uh, Satan was tempting him with. He could have called on the angels. He could have done anything that he wanted to do, but he knew it wasn't time, and he chose to fight the enemy with Scripture, you know, and, and uh, to, to go at him in a way with God's sword, with God's word, you know, and then later on, obviously, took him on in many different ways. Yeah, and as I was thinking about this topic, as Andy kind of challenged us all with it, I started looking in First Kings chapter 17 and 18 of Elijah when he was taken on Ahab, you know, which was pretty bad dude. And unlike Jesus, you know, <laughs> was pretty direct in his, you know, thing with Satan, Elijah got his cues from God completely. And so God said, go confront Ahab. He goes and confronts Ahab. Then God says, well, go out in the desert and get eaten and get fed by some crows. And, and you know, like the, the, all that goes on for a while. Then the, the river dries up and God says, well, go live with a widow. And then God says, you know, when the, after a few years, he says, now go confront Ahab. And it's an interesting confrontation between them, you know, Ahab and Obadiah, who comes up to tell uh, Obadiah, Elijah does, to to go confront Ahab. And Obadiah knows Elijah's reputation. is like, I don't know where you're going to be at any given moment, because if God says go somewhere, you go, and I could be the one left holding the bag, and I'm going to be dead. And and Elijah says, no, this time today, I'm going to be there, da-da-da. And then you watch as Elijah goes on that, that battle, that famous battle, you know, with the gods of Balaam, Balaam and, and all that, that he waits until the time of the evening sacrifice. In other words, he's getting all his cues directly. He's obviously walking closely with God in order to get the timing, right, Jim? Yeah, and he also is allowing the enemy to fail all day long and making fun of them and, and making a serious spectacle, ways. Really? Yeah. He, I mean, he, it's... Look at these guys. They're not accomplishing a thing, and there are 500 of them. Right, and he, and he made a spectacle, actually, of the enemy, but the timing in the thing well, is, is quite <laughs> remarkable, but it, it's clearly that's where he's getting his cues. He's going to God, and, and Brian, as, as you think about your battles <laughs> in life, mm-hmm. um, you know, how, how encouraging is that to know that when – when you're there, you know, you can get your cues because you don't know whether to get in or to get out. Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing I've had to learn is that uh, the secret to the life of Jesus was um, him and his father walking together. And the more we walk with God, the more we can uh, learn when to fight, when not to fight. Yeah, and and so there you, there's a real opportunity to, to, to try to determine you know, where do we go from here? And the interesting thing, and, and you brought this up, Andy, is that we don't know, you know, as Ephesians says, your battle's not against flesh and blood. Right. But so yeah. often it sure looks that way. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, definitely. Uh, I think uh, the enemy does a great job of masking it that way. Some people are great mouthpieces for the enemy, I think. You know, they can be used in such a way. But 
Yeah, and I, and I think there's there's a thing to of of when to fight, and then and then really depending on the Lord. I I think uh, that'd be a nice clip that sets this up coming up. But you know, you really uh, sometimes you you try to do things in your own strength, and you begin to fight. I think it's always important uh, whether we're actively fighting and taking the battle to the enemy. That's one thing. I think we always are expected to resist the devil and flee, and that's like to not give up and to always hold a defensive stance and not be that way. But when it gets into offensive and taking ground for the kingdom, it, we really need to be sensitive to what God's telling us to do and when and where and to, and to take it to the enemy. Taking offense to the enemy. We have an advanced boot camp coming up April 17th through the 19th. If you go to masculinejourneyradio.org, you can register there. Then the November boot camps is coming up first through the fourth. Stay tuned. A lot more coming up. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. It's a Masculine Journey Advanced Boot Camp. Advanced Freedom. Advanced Healing. Advanced Walk with Jesus. If you've attended two or more Masculine Journey Boot Camps or Ransom Heart Boot Camps, then you qualify for this Advanced Boot Camp. Talk about Advanced Adventure. This camp is at Treetop Adventures on Lake Hickory, including aquatic sky boots. You could be flying on water. Coming up this August 17th through 19th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. To everything, Jim. <laughs> There's a season. Apparently it's my time. <laughs> There's a season. And uh, when we start talking about this clip, you, I mean, this move, this topic of, which is today's topic, is trying to determine when is it time to engage the enemy? You know, when is it time to fight? When is it time to, to not fight? And you immediately came on this clip, which there's all sorts of wisdom in this clip. I think everybody ought to hear this particular <laughs> clip on all sorts of levels, but go for it. Well, Alejandro is drunk out of his mind. He's out of money, and he wants another drink. And he has a special medal that you won't see on the radio. I'm sorry. But this medal is a connection to his brother. And he is trying to trade that for alcohol, and he meets the elder Zorro, who uh, kind of takes him to task on being ready to Go it, go into battle to avenge the death of his brother. What's that? That's the man who killed my brother. You're drunk and you're angry and no condition to fight a professional soldier. Get out of my way, old man. Yeah. 
care to try again? Oh! You're welcome. For what? For saving your life. I would have killed him. No, not today. He is trained to kill. You seem trained to drink. Yes, my friend, you would have fought very bravely and died very quickly. You then would avenge your brother. I would have found a way. I've never lost a fight. Except to a crippled old man just now. What is your name? Alejandro. Alejandro. You know, there is a saying, a very old saying. When the pupil is ready, the master will appear. Now, if you want to kill this man, I can help you, and I can teach you how, how to move, how to think, how to take your revenge with honor, and live to celebrate it. It will take dedication, it will take time. Why are you so eager to help me? Because once, a long time ago, you did the same for me. Well, it started a little later than I was expecting <laughs> for the setup. But in this, we see him take this young man to task in the fight. And he was not ready even to fight the old man, old crippled man. And that's us. I mean, timing is everything. And we are so good at we'll hear from God and we'll race out ahead and leave him behind us and then... We're not going in the right direction. Or you will hear from God and say, well, you sure about that, God? And God wants us to walk out with him. And we're lagging behind, afraid to be in the battle at the right time. Yeah, that, that was a clip I was referring to earlier, and it brings so much uh, back to my memory. Whenever I got serious with God in the 20s, in my 20s, not the 20s, <laughs> I'm not that old even though. I look at, but uh, no, I I felt like I had such a zeal and a heart for God that I I really wanted to please Him and do whatever. And I think I ended up in like ten ministries at the church and was this frazzled, you know. And and I don't. He probably called me to one or two, maybe, but I just felt like I had to do everything I could. You know, I spent years of waste of my wasting my time, and I felt like I was I don't know going to pay him back. But I wanted to take every hill, win every battle. And it's not necessarily what he called us to do, and I think a lot of people in their zeal end up that way. But zeal is is part of the equation because the second wisdom that I feel like is shared in that clip is, you know, when the student is ready, the master will appear, and that that student gets ready because of zeal, being on your knees like, I've got to, this is something that's important enough for me to take the time to do it right, to go through the initiation, right, Sam? Absolutely. You know, the the thing that, you know, the saying I heard years ago, you know, was always, you know, is this the hill I want to die on? You know, meaning, is this really the battle that I'm called to fight right now? Is this really what I want to do here? Because there's lots of battles to fight. If you're, if you're wanting to, to fight, there's always a battle around the corner. There's probably one in your house, one at your work, one at the store, wherever you go, there's a battle. But is it really the one that God's calling you to do? You know, for a lot of guys, zeal isn't the issue. It's restraint. And for other guys, it's kind of the opposite. Is They need some of that zeal to step into the place where God's calling them. Well, speaking of a hill worth dying on, I think this next clip kind of just defines that <laughs> as uh, from Hacksaw Ridge, right, Andy? 
Yeah, um, Desmond Doss, again, um, I think we've used this quite a bit. Maybe not this clip, but it really gets into um, the battle and how the battle is chosen, or, or, or is it the same battle that everybody fights? Because he found a different way of doing it based on the, uh, some conviction of some something that happened in his past, and it gets really ugly, but it, it, it really sets the tone. Just, just to, to back it up, Desmond Doss went to war, World War II, as a um, a lifesaver instead of a life taker, he was he didn't t- carry a gun, and this kind of explains why. My daddy used to beat me and my brother just because the sun rose and then whip us just because it set. I could take that, but when he would do it to our mama. Promise to God, I ain't never gonna touch a gun again. Well, I ain't giving you mine because you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, if if you didn't get the context, I didn't fully set it up. But really, when they're in a foxhole, he and another soldier, and he was explaining why he wasn't carrying a gun and the conviction he had to not, uh, you know, to take life and 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 be a warrior the same way everybody else was and again it's a di- another picture of of not only when to fight but how to fight and uh, you know there's plenty of scripture and plenty of examples in the bible of of people men of god who did things differently than what was expected from the norm right and and that's one of the movies that i think we here at the masculine journey thinks i think everybody ought to go see because it's such a picture of initiation of a man in so many different ways, a lot of the stuff in his life, what happened with his father when he hurt his brother, it, it fashioned as part of his initiation to become what later God had for him. But that zeal took him into places, sometimes ahead of time, got him in a lot of trouble, just like it did you, Jim. You have a, <laughs> a, a similar timing issue, but I think God was using it the whole time to make Jim who he had in mind. Well, and I was thinking of it in terms of Desmond Doss. I mean, we look at his father, and here's the evil man that beat him. But no, he was a broken man, and he had been in his battles, and he had lost friends. And this was how, you know, that was what formed him, which formed Desmond. Uh, I think that what Robbie's referring to is talking about earlier. You know, we had, my wife and I were called to Alaska. We knew it, and we were ready to go. And uh, I didn't know the timing, so I guess this was laying out a, a uh, test before God, but I said, okay, well, we're not in a hurry. I'll just sell the house myself. And I went down to Lowe's and bought a sign, stuck it in my yard about noon, got a call about one, and at 7 p.m. that night, we closed on the house, and they wanted us out in three weeks. Well, was it them that wanted us out, or was God getting us on the road? And it was God, and we recognized it, and we did it. But then we were hurrying to get there, and he slowed us down in what was supposed to be a very quick couple of weeks across the country turned into a month. But that was uh, an adventure in 
learning to go with God each step of the way and not getting ahead or behind. Yeah, and I I look at that in my own life with habitual sin that, you know, when I was early on, when he... God first converted this car salesman. It was my language that he went after. I guess he knew that wasn't too, it was pretty bad, but it was something he could handle right away. He didn't choose to take on the pornography subject until way later, maybe 15, 20 years after I had become a Christian, as I'd walked through other things, you know, his timing all of a sudden, now we're going to take up this one. And this was a lot of hard. <laughs> and, and now we're going to take up this one. So God's timing, as, as he is preparing, like he did Desmond, uh, is really is quite an adventure, Sam. Has he done that with you? Oh yeah, you know it's, it's a story. You, you know, you start with, you know, God's grace is always sufficient, but he, you see, he gives me grace at the beginning of, you know, that relationship with him. But then he calls me into more risky things. He calls me into harder battles. He calls me into things that's going to cause me to have even more and deeper reliance on him. Or there's no way you're going to get through the battle. And it's really pretty cool to watch him trust us to step into that, but then to, to father some love us through it, you know, until we can get on the other side of it. Andy? Yeah, I mean, it, whether it's a bad, when to battle or a fight, when, how to be father, whatever, I find myself from the examples of these guys and what we hear from Ransom Hart and John Eldridge is always to continue to go to God, and it just consistently does it. I mean, why we th- would think that we could win against the enemy on our own, I, I have no idea. Um, but <laughs> we, but do. we still try. We, we, yeah, we, we do. And and then a lot of times we still do even knowing what we know. But a lot, I, I just find myself gravitating back to to the Father and to ask, to ask before I just run in. And, and I think there's a lot of more freedom. I think there, it sets you up for a lot more joy because you're not continually failing. Right, but there's there's still that zeal inside of that yep. that wants what's that that the the man to rise up and to become who who God wants him to be. Even the wild hogs made it eventually. <laughs> they got to fight those guys at the end. You have to check out that movie. Well, and Alejandro did avenge his brother, but he went there through a go. lot of preparation. And that him. initiation is going on at our advanced boot camp that's coming up August. 17th through the 19th or in November we got a regular boot camp coming up go to masculinejourneyradio.org and pray about what God might have for you there thank you for listening to the Masculine Journey